Welcome to the Voice of Oregon's Workers, a podcast from the Oregon AFL-CIO, where we highlight the people and the organizations who are the backbone of the constant struggle for workplace democracy across our beautiful state. We hope to capture their stories, their victories, and their lessons learned on the long, difficult journey towards a just and fair economy that lifts up all working people. We also hope to elevate the inspirational examples of unified, solidarity-driven, working-class power. The American labor movement has captured the hearts and minds of workers everywhere who are looking for a better life. With waves of strikes, innovative organizing, and fights for change in every sector of the economy. This is our moment, and it's up to us to seize it. I'm Oregon AFL-CIO President Graham Trainer, and I'm proud to welcome you to our latest episode. Welcome to the Voice of Oregon's Workers. I'm Russell Sanders, the Communications Director for the Oregon AFL-CIO, and I'm excited to dive into the vitally important topic of workplace safety on this episode. We're talking about Senate Bill 592, the Keep Oregon Workers Safe Act, which is critical workplace safety legislation currently being considered by the Oregon legislature. Oregon's workplace safety regulator, the Oregon Occupational Safety and Health Administration, is responsible for overseeing workplace safety in our state. When they see safety violations on the job, including workplace fatalities, they can issue a fine to their employer. Our guests today will talk more about this, but one of the problems SB 592 addresses is the disparity between Oregon OSHA's average penalties for serious violations and the national average. For example, in 2021, Oregon OSHA's average penalty assessed for a serious workplace safety violation was only $615. That's compared to the national average of $3,315. Employers are not being held accountable by these low penalties and are getting away with cutting some serious corners when it comes to keeping workers safe on the job. Let's dive into it. Joining me today to discuss Senate Bill 592 and how it impacts Oregon's workers are three policy experts from Oregon's labor movement. I'll let them introduce themselves and we'll go ahead and start with Katie. Hello, I'm Katie Tyson. I use she, her pronouns and I am the legislative and political director at the Oregon AFL-CIO. Awesome, thanks for being here, Katie. And then we'll go to Odais. Hey there, my name is Odalis Aguilar Aguilar. I use she, her AI pronouns. I'm a political coordinator with Oregon AFSCME. Thank you so much for being here. And last but not least, we'll go to Ira. Hey everyone, Ira Coyo Martinez, he, him, el pronouns, policy and advocacy director with PECUN, Oregon's Farmer Union. Thank you so much for being here, Ira. All right, so Katie, you're going to start off with our first few questions here, and I'm curious what the impetus for this legislation is. Why do working Oregonians need it? Yeah, so we introduced um, Senate Bill 592 um, because, you know, been following safety and health um, issues that take place at workplaces for a long time. and. Um, what we've seen colloquially is that when workers get hurt or die on the job, there's not a significant um, holding of the employer accountable um, when there's been a, a violation of a safety and health um, law. So, you know, essentially that means that that death or injury was wholly preventable um, and the employer um, didn't have a safety committee, didn't put in place the precautions um, to, to prevent it. Um, and so, you know, that really does bear out in the data, too. Um, in 2021 and in 2022, I think, um, Oregon had an injury rate per 100 workers that was significantly higher than the national average. Um, and so in addition to that, year after year, we see 
um, tens of deaths um, between like 40 and 60, I would say, for the last um, five years here of folks who are dying on the job. Many of those are preventable. And so when we look at the data, um, Oregon has a state OSHA plan. So um, the federal government um, says that um, uh, federal OSHA says that states need to be at least as effective as the federal OSHA. And so you can continue to do your state plan as long as you're at least as effective. But what we've seen both in that data in terms of the injuries and the deaths is that something's not working. Um, these preventable injuries and deaths are still occurring and that the penalties that Oregon OSHA is levying um, against employers who could have done more is just significantly lower than the rest of the country. We're 50th out of 50 states in terms of the actual penalties assessed, and that bears out year after year. Um, in 2021, the average penalty for an injury that resulted from a serious violation was just over $600. The national average was over $3,000. Um, and that uh, is true for 2022 in terms of workplace deaths as well. Um, Oregon's average is uh, just about uh, $3,000, and the national average was $12,000, I think, um, in that newest um, report that came out. Um, so just really heads and shoulders um, below where we need to be. And that's really, um, you know, we have to use every tool in our toolbox and penalties we know really change behavior. So the bill really stemmed from, um, from those problems, both in the data and what workers are experiencing on the job. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, that's interesting that there's such a disparity between Oregon and the national on uh, multiple levels. Um, so how does Senate Bill 592 fix that? How's it going to make workplaces safer? Yeah, so um, it does three things, essentially. The first of which is really address those penalties. Um, so again, to be at least as effective as federal OSHA, we need to get up to those federal OSHA minimums. In current statute, the only minimum um, for a serious violation through OSHA is $50. Wow. Um, so what the bill does, the first part of the bill is essentially align our penalties at Oregon OSHA with federal OSHA. So the minimum at federal OSHA is $1,116. So it puts in place floors and ceilings for non-serious, serious, and willful um, repeated violations. In addition to some pretty significant penalties, um, minimums and maximums, if a serious violation um, resulted in a fatality. And, you know, the idea here being like, let's value humans and, and the life that they lived in a really significant and meaningful way and put that in statute. And so that's um, a pretty groundbreaking part of the bill. Um, the second thing that it does, because we know that, you know, penalties are just one piece of um, enforcement and compliance, is do more um, comprehensive inspections. So right now, um, let's say a worker um, is on the job on scaffolding at a construction site, falls and um, dies. Uh, the OSHA goes in currently and first um, determines whether or not that was a work-related fatality. If the answer is yes, then they do an inspection. Um, but right now, they are they can only look at the um, hazards surrounding that fatality. So in that instance, um, the fall hazards. Unless something is crazy, egregious, standing out, screaming at them, um, they are precluded from looking at the entire workplace. So what the bill says is if there's three or more willful violations, so really high bar violations in a year, or a fatality that's connected to a violation, um, within a year, OSHA needs to go back and do a full worksite inspection. So if there's something happening in another part of the worksite that's either related or unrelated, that that is caught before something else terrible happens at that worksite. 
The third piece of the bill is around um, better reporting. Um, so we know at the AFL that sunlight is always the best disinfectant. Um, and so some of this data around fatalities, penalties, appeals is just really not accessible for average folks to find and really understand and use. Um, and so what the, the last part of the bill says is that the uh, that Oregon OSHA needs to report yearly to um, the legislature's committees on business and labor about some of these pieces so they can continue to iterate and make better and better public policy. Thank you so much for that. I This feels like just a really common sense approach to workplace safety. Um, it's, you know, again, one of these laws that I'm surprised isn't already on the books. I'm glad we're doing it. How has the legislature responded to this bill? What's, uh, you know, what's what's the action been like um, in Salem? Yeah, so I would say it's generally um, quite positive. You know, um, unfortunately, well, I should say that um, I don't, I think all of us agree that safety and health and um, keeping workers safe at all costs um, shouldn't be a partisan issue. And that's primarily bared out. Um, the bill um, uh, passed the Senate with bipartisan um, support. Uh, both in the um, Labor and Business Committee and on the Senate floor. Um, and so we're really excited to see um, legislators voting their conscience um, and making sure that workers are safe at work. So I would say bipartisan, um, by and large, um, and would love to have more um, folks supporting this really, I think, common sense measure. You know, this bill, in terms of the penalties, will bring us in line with Idaho. It will bring us in line with Washington and we will still be lower than California. So um, it's really about getting uh, Oregon just um, back into the place that we should be and not failing so far behind. Right, just getting us back on track and at the same time making workplaces safer, um, which is, like you said, should be a bipartisan, everyone supports it thing. I mean, safe workplaces is a really basic expectation of, of our workforce. Um, everyone deserves the, to know that they'll come home safely after a day's work. Um, so we're going to shift down to... Um, I know that you have many members who experience safety incidents at work. Um, your members are state, county, municipal employees. Uh, can you talk us through some of the workplace safety incidents that stand out? Yeah, for sure. Um, we have a, a lot of folks that uh, work on road crews all over the state. Um, I think one that specifically stands out that we want to highlight is a story of Pete Newman. Uh, Pete passed away in 2019, um, and he was on a road crew in Benton County. Um, before that, though, a lot of bargaining unit members had repeatedly informed management that there were a lot of malfunctions with uh, machinery and just workplace in general. Um, brakes and gears and like the hydraulic system were failing and weren't working, so it, it was unsafe, really. Um, and then management was also made aware that the seat belt, the seat and the seat belt were dysfunctional in, in like the big machine that they were operating at the time. Um, Pete uh, passed away because a machine rolled over um, uh, and fell on top of him um, on the work site. And so it was a very, um, very huge fatality, a huge loss for us, for, um, for our membership and for Benton County. Um, as well. I know that there are other in incidents that happen um, all over, which is really unfortunate, but I think that's that's one we we um, would really like to highlight because uh, injuries and deaths like this are really preventable. Like if, uh, because there was, um, uh, because our members were able to identify those and, and relay those concerns to management, um, I, we believe that if this would have been in place, uh, uh, Pete would still be with uh, here us today, but um, unfortunately, there um, are 
uh, not so great actors, I think, out there. And we want to make sure that um, they uh, are being held accountable and, and making sure that our workplaces are safe for our members and for everyone. Sure, absolutely. And if Senate Bill 592 had been in place, um, do you think that incident could have been avoided? Yeah, for sure. I think the more the more oversight OSHA has, like the more our bosses really have to worry that da- these dangerous conditions, like you might get discovered by someone. Um, I think when workers also work in unsafe conditions, it's not just the things that are in the workplace that are unsafe. It also means that there's they're working um, under fear or bullying um, on you know from from other parts as well. So I mean, if if that didn't exist, I think workers would be able to speak up about their safety and and things like this wouldn't happen. Um, if we had more laws like Senate Bill five ninety two, um, there would be a lot more transparency. Um, left you know less workers would be kind of left on their own to try to figure things out on their own. Um, and a lot of these things wouldn't be neglected because they would they would really need to um, um, make sure that they're paying attention to the concerns that the workers are raising. And um, again, ensuring that the workplaces are safe uh, for them to continue to perform their work. Absolutely. Um, and how have how has the membership of AFSME in Oregon um, responded to Senate Bill 592? What, what do members think about it? Yeah, every member that I that I've talked to and um, our organizers that have talked to as well, like think that this bill should already be in law. Um, I think we've also since past incidents, we've had members um, want to be more involved with the union to make sure that uh, they're not, you know, letting these concerns slide. They want to get involved and they want to see things like this pass. Um, They don't want to see their workers get injured. They want to continue to see their um, co-workers coming back to do um, work. And it's it's a team effort. And so when you lose someone, even if they're out for a couple of weeks, it, it you know, takes a toll on the rest of the team as well. Um, weak OSHA regulations are a sore spot with most of our members. Um, we just had our convention last weekend and um, we talked to uh, folks about this bill. And, and a lot of them were, again, like, why are we not in line with federal law, right? Like, why do we continue to let um, these things slide? And why are we not holding um, folks accountable? We know that there are good actors out there. And, um, you know, when we also hear that um, some members and workers do feel safe going to their employers, but other folks don't. And that's where um, bad things happen. So, uh, we we hope that um, we are able to garner the support to pass Senate Bill 592 through. And, and I think our folks are really, really excited to see this and, and um, see how it's implemented as well. Excellent. Yeah, it's good to hear that the membership is fired up about this. And I mean, the organizing around workplace safety is, you know, as old as unions are. It's It's one of those main tools that we have to kind of agitate a worker into taking action is, you know, you can stand together and make your workplace safer. So it's great, great to hear that that's happening with AFSME. Um, we're going to shift now to IRA to talk about farm workers, um, which is a profession that has a lot of workplace safety concerns. Um, so I'm curious what some of the primary concerns are for Pacoon and for Oregon's farm workers. Yeah, so with Oregon farm workers, uh, they face many workplace safety hazards and concerns. Uh, one of the most commonly um, talked about concerns is uh, pesticide exposure. And although pesticide exposure won't have uh, an immediate effect um, on on the workers, um, oftentimes our elder members are uh, trying to con- um, provide advice uh, and tips to the younger farm workers about exposure to pesticides. 
um, and the dangers that they have because of the the outcomes that they're seeing once that they once they get into their later stages of of their work. Um, and so pesticide exposure is one of the most commonly brought brought up things. And we actually heard from one of our members how they were working um, outside next to fields that were being um, applied with pesticides and even communicated the concern to their employer, yet they were uh, eventually let go and fired because they were raising up concerns about being near pesticides. Um, and one of the other most common uh, workplace conditions that farm workers are concerned about is around extreme heat, um, especially in Oregon. We've been seeing more hotter and hotter summers, um, and we actually saw uh, at least three workers in Oregon die in 2021, including a farm worker, Sebastian Francisco Perez, um, who died from heat exhaustion and dehydration uh, while uh, working um, on a nursery laying out irrigation pipes. Um, and um, it's very frustrating to hear that these worker deaths are completely avoidable and preventable if the appropriate safety protocols were in place. Um, so extreme heat continues to be uh, an ongoing concern. And we feel that given cl that climate change is getting worse, that summers are only going to get hotter and hotter and drier, um, which means we'll see more extreme heat. And in addition to the extreme heat, we're also going to see an overlap with wildfire smoke. Um, and so wildfire smoke is another newer uh, workplace uh, hazard that's been emerging in, in the fields, um, especially after the uh, Labor Day wildfires in uh, September of 2020, where the air quality index was reaching levels of over 500, which is already off the charts. At, at 300 uh, air quality index, it's considered hazardous. Um, and dangerous. And if workers are out there in 500 plus air quality index, it's not good for their respiratory or um, or their health. Uh, so wildfire smoke is the second uh, thing that overlaps with, with extreme heat. Um, but then workers are also um, having to um, uh, work with heavy machinery or just, uh, just hazardous equipment in general. Um, workers often have to use either knives, hose, or other cutting tools um, that often could lead to injuries as well. And if there is an appropriate PPE and safety protocols, then uh, we'll see more workplace injuries or even death, um, which we want to make sure that's avoided. Um, and so farm workers are often facing several different workplace hazards. Um, and, and we think that Senate Bill 592 is going uh, is going to help with alleviate some of the hazards or at least take safety more serious and it's a priority for employers so do you think by adding higher penalties uh to these workplace safety incidents things will be better for farm workers they'll, they'll have safer working conditions definitely because it will require employers farmers and ranchers to take safety as a priority um and if they're not taking safety as a priority and they're continuing to have um serious injuries or workplace deaths uh, then they will be significantly fined and they should be held accountable um, with the increased penalties uh, that Oregon should be making. Um, it's re really frustrating to hear that Oregon's ranked 50th of 50th when it comes to um, uh, penalties and fees for employers who are breaking the law or breaking rules. Um, I think it's not fair uh, that workers are um, uh, the ones who, who have to put up with the dangerous conditions. And at the end of the day, if something does happen and employers are not held accountable or just given a small fine, uh, it's it's really frustrating and it sends a really bad message to workers or anyone uh, who who's trying to work in an industry that um, provides our food for for our homes, for our tables, and for our stores.
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we gotta gotta look after the safety of all workers, but the the people who bring the food to your table. I mean, it's you got to make sure everyone's safe, and that's that's just so critical. Um, so, what what do farm workers think about SB five nine two? Are they encouraged to see it moving through the legislature? Definitely, farm workers do want to see uh, Senate Bill five nine two move. They want to see employers be held accountable. Um, they know that this bill is not going after the good employers who are following the law, and because they do exist, there are many employers who. Um, for instance, if there's a extreme heat happening, like temperatures over 80 or 90 degrees, employers are providing like water, Gatorade, crackers, like pe- employers are going above and beyond in some instances, and they are not going to be affected by this at all. We're really trying to uh, address and, and target employers who are not doing the right thing, who are breaking the law, who are not being held accountable for workplace um, uh, hazardous conditions. Um, and so this bill is really ultimately targeted towards employers who, who are who are not doing the right thing. Um, so for farm workers, they they think that this is a bill that's long overdue. Um, when we talk about being one of the lowest pay or the lowest uh, states with uh, fees and penalties, they they also get frustrated and are asking why is that even a thing? How are we lower than the the national average or the or the federal? penalties and fees. Um, so we we would like to see this bill pass. Uh, we would like to see uh, more uh, momentum, more support from the community, more support from legislators um, and from different uh, partners and stakeholders to make sure that we move this across the finish line because it's important to ensure that workers are being treated uh, with dig- dignity, respect, and that their workplaces are a place that they can go to without being worried about getting seriously injured or even dying in the workplace. Um, so we must pass in a bill 592 um, and farm workers are there to make sure that um, that they can lend their support and share their stories when it comes to um, the workplace uh, hazardous conditions that they often face. Absolutely. Yeah. And those those stories from the, you know, from the front lines of workplace safety are so important. And it's it's vital that we hear those voices um, when we're discussing these matters in Salem so that lawmakers, you know, can put a face to these things and understand that there's a real human impact to these decisions that are made. Um, for our last question, we're going to go back to Katie. And I'm just curious, uh, where are we at in the process for Senate Bill 592? And what can listeners do to help support the passage of it and get it across the finish line here? Yeah, so it's um, early May, just a couple of days after Workers Memorial Day, um, where we um, honor the workers who lost their lives at work um, in the last year. And so I'm a great time to be having this discussion and passing this bill for sure. Um, So as I said, the Senate has already um, taken bipartisan action on Senate Bill 592. Um, And so early May, we're waiting for the House to take it up for um, consideration. Um, Confident that it will move out of the House um, Committee on Business and Labor and then go to the floor. Um, And excited to also have bipartisan support um, with Representative Greg Smith on as a chief sponsor of the bill in the House. Um, uh, So super excited to have that bipartisan support. Um, But we're at that point in session where everything is um, drawn out. Um, And so would absolutely love for um, listeners, for workers to reach out to your state representatives and talk about why you think that safety and health is so important and why Senate Bill 592 in terms of increasing penalties and inspections would help move the dial in your workplace. Um, If you uh, don't know who your state legislator is, please reach out to the staff at the Oregon AFL-CIO to call or email them and we can help you with uh, materials and tools to do that. Um, But, you know, I've said this so many times before, 
what moves legislators to action is hearing from their constituents, hearing from the workers in their um, district um, about what matters to them and why this is real um, and uh, so important. So um, please do reach out to your legislators and the staff at the AFL are always happy to be a resource to help you do so. Yep, and you can contact us by going to orafl.cio.org. Um, I'll put some links in the description of the episode to help get you there, as well as links to our legislative priorities to see what else Oregon's labor movement is advocating for during the 2023 session. Um, Want to give big thank you to our guests for joining us today. Uh, thank you so much for lending your voices to this conversation and for the work you do advocating for safety on the workplace for Oregon's workers. Um, if you like what you hear on this episode, please subscribe, uh, share it on social media, share it with friends and family, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening.